Once more with podcast. Hello! <laughs> Hi! Hi! Welcome to What's Wrong with Podcast. Not you, because y- you know about it, but everyone I, else. I was hoping you would keep going with a hi. Hi. <laughs> then we could just have 40 minutes of hi. <laughs> Enthusiastic uh, greetings. Uh, I'd probably cut it down to maybe 32 or something like that. You know, let's not, let's yeah, not go overboard on it. Let's not overindulge. Indeed. Um, welcome, everyone, to the latest episode of the podcast. Woo! We are back. We did our first um, fortnightly. Fort- I was going to say bi-weekly. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, fortnightly slash bi-weekly slash random uh, points in the month episodes last month. And um, yeah, I think I think overall, I think we did quite well. What do you yeah. think? Uh, I think it's pretty good because like we talked about before, I listened to a lot of podcasts. And a few of them are, they just release by month, like we used to, because it's hard to find the time to podcast. It's very time consuming. Um, And though I love those podcasts, it is like a month's wait between episodes. It's a bit long. And I almost, I mean, it, it is a bit like out of sight, out of mind, you know, like after a month, you're like, oh, yeah, right. This again, you know, it's very easy to forget about it. Which might be, you know, a negative commentary on our attention span in general these days. <laughs> but I think that fortnightly is a much better format when you have, you know, because we obviously can't do every week. And I have loads of respect for my favorite podcasts that do produce weekly episodes. Now that I know yeah. how time consuming it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's honestly, I don't know how weekly podcasts do it i wish that i knew how they did it so like maybe we could like magically at least the ones who don't get paid and don't have producers like i don't know how they do it <laughs> i get paid don't you get paid <laughs> uh maybe my checks are getting lost in the mail are you embezzling from our podcast empire fund uh, oh what's that over there <laughs> you um yeah so officially i am a bit of a bitch but uh, (laughs) i am not embezzling any funds from this podcast because bizarrely enough we don't make any money so (laughs) you can't embezzle something that you don't make uh which is fortuitous um did we say that this was once more with podcast yes i did oh okay about that attention span. Well, uh, you know, I I may not be getting paid for the hosting, but I'm getting paid for the producing. So, you know, before we get into it, I'm, I would like to start with a bit of an uh, off-topic story. That's okay. Is it the off-topic story you told me earlier? No. Okay. <laughs> it's way more family-friendly. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good. Continue. Uh, as Athena knows, I'm pretty much allergic to almost everything. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's such a nightmare. <laughs> and, uh, yesterday I went grocery shopping and I found these, like, this new brand of pulled oats, which are, like, really great and you can, like, cook them like chicken and whatnot. And I just, I was like, oh, they're a little bit expensive, but hey, 
You only live once. Spring for the more expensive pair or the more expensive brand of oats. Why don't you? Uh, so I did. And then I came home and I realized that they were made with uh, pea protein. So like the protein of peas. And I'm allergic to peas. And then I was really pissed off that I didn't, like, check the ingredients at the store because now I'd spend all this money on something I couldn't eat. And then I was like, wait a minute. I used to be allergic to chocolate. I'm not allergic to chocolate anymore. Maybe my uh, pea allergy has passed. Maybe I should just try it. <laughs> and long story short... I'm definitely still allergic to peas, and if I, sound, <laughs> if I sound out of breath, it's because I can't really breathe properly, because my uh, throat has closed up slightly, so I might be a little bit breathy this, this episode, because, um, yeah, <laughs> and uh, this okay. is why, this is why my foster sister says that I need to live with adult supervision. <laughs> Because I do dumb things. But you know what? I'm here to live the tale. And I know now that I'm still allergic to peace, so kind of a win. Well, you know, kudos for at least giving it a go. Um, <laughs> it's a shame about the anaphylactic shock. <laughs> Shit happens. Um, unfortunately, if um, your throat does close up any further, then I can't assist you. Hopefully you've got like a telephone near you, which you can use to dial the emergency services, <laughs> should you require it. Um, do you know what? I honestly thought you'd turn around and say, oh, yeah, and all this time I thought I'd been allergic to peas. And I'm not allergic to peas, and it's a miracle, and I was going to go, hallelujah, there's something in this world that she can eat. <laughs> literally, you, you give Taki a list of food, and she's like, I can't eat that, I'm allergic, I can't eat that, I'm allergic, can't eat that, I'm allergic. Are you allergic to this? No. Why won't you eat it? I just don't like it. But I'm allergic <laughs> to that. And it's like, seriously, what do you eat? So I'm a bit disappointed, honestly, that your body is still rejecting peas. <laughs> yes, me too. Because it would be so much easier for me if I could eat peas. But um, yeah, I guess that's the, them's the ropes when you have a dad who's allergic to everything. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. dad. I, I, I'm struggling to kind of see how it well i suppose you did say it was completely off topic and yes. it was kind of funny um i, I don't have a, an equivalent story because i'm not really allergic to anything um Lucky. so <laughs> guessing that maybe you should just be a bit more like me um yeah you know just just putting it out there <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll keep trying <laughs> i know you you are very trying um <laughs> so yeah this episode we're we're still on our faith four-parter indeed and this episode we have moved over to angel season one and uh we're going to be discussing bye bye, 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 bye. bye. and you know what that was nice. uh i think angel is a show that ages really well um, but it's like, it's kind of like with Buffy that, you know, they weren't shot for like big screens, which is no, kind of annoying when you're watching them. Uh, and you can't, obviously you could like get stretched the image out, but that wouldn't look good. But I, like when I watch these earlier seasons, I do wish that they would have shot in a different format. <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit off-putting. 
to not have them in like some sort of widescreen format because literally everything now is shot for yeah. widescreen. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's a bit odd to have the like two pillar box side kind of uh, down the side, but. I find it a bit distracting, but at the same time, I find it, like, nostalgic and charming because the quality uh, reminds me of, you know, watching these episodes on TV, which was, uh, you know, obviously a different time, a young and innocent time in my life. Uh, (laughs) Back when you were still allergic to bees. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Back when I was definitely still allergic to bees. (laughs) But, yeah, so that was just my first uh, kind of thought that uh, I do wish that, yeah, just yeah, just not suited for today's TV, let's say. No, that was the late 90s, though. I think literally everything was filmed like that. And I think unless you have a show like Buffy, which, you know, they try to release in high death and make a pig's ear of it then i think that's kind of what we're going to be stuck with because i don't think make a pig's ear out of it yeah have you never oh you've probably not heard of that (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah to make a pig's ear out of it is to basically f it up oh like what what does what does the pig's ear have to do with know it's just a saying oh well i guess i'm learning i mean you've been learning swedish idioms so yeah. uh yeah i've probably forgotten them all but yeah okay <laughs> um yeah uh i don't know i don't know where that's come from um it's just it's just uh yeah it's just uh i'm gonna i'm gonna look it up because i'm, I'm now intrigued because it's something that i've always just you know said to make a pig's ear out of it there you go. What does Google say? Uh, the meat. Uh, the. Oh, apparently the. That's not right. It's not Cockney rhyming slang for beer. It's a <laughs> what? Uh. Okay, I'm a little bit confused, and and for some reason. This website's really really slow. But, yeah, it's basically to make a pig's ear out of it is to make a, well, I use, you know, to say F up, but to make a mess of something is to make a pig's ear out of it. Um, But I I don't know. Apparently, pig's ear is Cockney rhyming slang for beer. You know what Cockney rhyming slang is? No. Oh. Well, you know, it's it's very, well, Cockney rhyming slang, it's very London, uh, London London-esque, so it's, very kind of east end of London, like Cockney, where you, I'm trying to explain it, it's not really going <laughs> to, I'm trying to explain what Cockney rhyming slang is, but it's like, instead of saying like stairs, they'll say going up the apples and pears. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's stairs. And then like, um, oh, going for a Ruby Murray is a curry. Hmm. And it's it's like, it's just rhyming slang. It's just like. You want a curry, but you, they say Ruby Murray because it rhymes. I don't, I don't know how else <laughs> to explain it. And I don't all, know. Like, loaded all the time or what? <laughs> I d- li- look, I don't understand the English dialect and I speak <laughs> them. 
there's a lot of just localized <laughs> English dialects. Um, I don't know where make a pig's ear of it comes from. It's just something most, that we say. To be honest, most things make little sense. In Swedish, you can say to make a poodle. And to make a poodle is to publicly apologize. Like, how is that making a poodle? I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, I did find that, that really cool list of uh, Swedish idioms that I really liked, but I've forgotten them all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they were some really, really good, like completely weird phrases for random things but it's, it's essentially that that's that's all that's all i can explain it is and i'll, I'll we try it in future <laughs> yes i think we should this has been <laughs> the idiom podcast uh it's, it's more like the idiot podcast isn't it? let's be honest um yeah i i don't know if i don't know where make a pig's ear of it comes from but it's effing it up is making a pig's ear of it. Well, it, <laughs> yes. the dog came running because she was like, hey, I like pig's ears. Uh, <laughs> so she feels cheated now. Oh, sorry, Buffy. Um, yeah, so I can't even remember what we were talking about. Oh, the... Um, yeah, okay, okay so should we, yeah. should we start talking about the episode? <laughs> uh, I think that would be a, an excellent idea. Okay, uh, so... Let's do that. We're talking about 5 by 5 and yes. I watched it yesterday, and I have a, a list of commentary that I was making while watching the episode, and I kept making comments because I really like this episode, and I really feel like we need to watch more Angel because I really, you know it. I think Angel is a better show than Buffy. So there we have it. Uh, <laughs> but I did think that this, episode has a terrific opening where like this gangbanger walks up and he gets chased by demons uh, and then you have Angel and Wesley coming in on a car and Angel's like swinging a sword uh, very dramatically um, saving the guy can I just interject and yeah. say that gangbanger uh, means something very different in English dialect really what does that. it mean that you gangbanger uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's not especially family friendly. Oh. Um, but yeah, I just, just thought I'd let you know. We were talking about you know the English <laughs> dialects and and idioms and stuff. Well, yeah, a gangbanger is uh, yeah means something different. Hmm. Um, but yeah, essentially, this this guy he is a gang member. Uh, <laughs> uh, Marquez is um, a gang associate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a fully paid-up <laughs> associate consultant gang member. Um, I just thought that that uh, whole opening scene is really great and effective. And then good. they cut to face entrance, which I also think is really great because, like, last two episodes we talked about how Faith was basically hot as a coma patient. Like, she looked great as a coma patient she woke up she looked terrific and now when she steps off the bus i mean she looks road hard and put away wet she looks not <laughs> good and i think yeah. it's like such a great you know it's such a great contrast partly because like her worn exterior fits better with angel because it's kind of yeah. a darker show at this point uh it's 100% a darker show. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> There's stuff that happens in this episode that would never 
happen on Buffy. Yeah, so I just felt like her whole look fits better with Angel, but it also it's such a great contrast to see like how far she has fallen, you know? Uh that she just really looks bad, basically. Mm. Uh, she, she literally looks like she's at the end of the line. Yeah. That's she, what she looks like. She really looks worn out. Uh, and I mean, what is she, like, 18 at this point? Uh, she's just a young girl and she looks, yeah. Uh, and I have to say, like, <laughs> I mean, maybe it's because he's a bad guy, but I do think that the scene where she mugs that guy and beats him up is kind of cool. <laughs> well, do you know what? I actually wrote in my notes that I actually put, apart from the stealing, yeah. <laughs> it'd, it'd be nice if every young woman could fend off a sexual deviant like Faith can. Yeah. Because she's just like, I'm not taking your shit, but I am going to take your wallet and your jacket. And it's like, okay, so that's kind of wrong, but also kind of cool. Yeah, I'm, well like, I'm like, maybe, you know, excessive violence and robbery don't steal stuff, kids. But also, yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. It, and I think it's just a great introduction to her character um, for, again, where she is at this point. Um, so, yeah, I really love those two opening sequences. And then uh, I love the Angel theme song. Oh, I lo- I've loved this theme song. I think it's I think so it, beautiful. It suits the show it really so well. Is. And I remember having this as my ringtone um, back on when you had the old polyphonic ringtones oh, on like, yeah. the very first mobile You know, phone. I think I did too. And yeah, I think you could you could like text the number and then yeah. you download it to your phone and it cost like something ridiculous like five pounds or yeah. something like that to get one ringtone. Uh, but so worth it. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that's great. too. And then I got it on like the soundtrack because uh, Angel the show had a soundtrack uh, and I got that at some point. I don't have it anymore. But yeah, I, I really love the. It's really be- it's a really beautiful theme song and really like fits with the theme of the show. Mm. Um, and I think that's um, uh, like the same goes for Buffy. Like, and I think that when you just look at the theme songs, you get a really good sense of like the different types of characters for these shows. Um, just like it's basically the angel is a whole different animal from Buffy. Yeah. Um, and another thing that I like with the theme song is I actually really like the credits and I know they look a bit like, I suppose they're not the most modern introductory credit sequence uh, into a show, but I just think that Charisma Carpenter, I think that the bits with her, I think she always looks so gorgeous and it's just, I don't know, it just kind of, it brings me like, it brings me to my happy place to like watch <laughs> the Angel opening credits. And I don't know why. And it's like, you know, we see Angel and he's all dark and broody and mysterious. And Cordelia's all smiley and happy. And um, then, uh, Wes- yes. Wesley is Wesley. Yeah. Uh, and then it's like him walking off in an alley in the end. It's like. Yeah. It's and it's just like, it is. Um, the one thing I kind of made a note of was. I always forget that Gunn's not in the show at the moment. No, like, not. He, he's not even introduced until the end of the season. I, know, I was watching it now, and I was like, oh, you're right. There are only three characters on that show, on the show. It's so little. <laughs> yeah, I always forget that Gunn wasn't in it. And I, when I think of a character like Gunn, I think that he's been there 
since pretty much the start. Like, I always think, oh, yeah, he's there when Wesley's there, but he's not. You know, like you say, he's introduced a bit later. And, and I did watch the credits, and I was like, well, where's Gunn? Oh, yeah, he's not in it. Because <laughs> at that time, it was just the three of them. As um, we're on the topic, I'm going to say immediately that I love, love, love the Angel-Wesley-Cordelia trio. I think they work really well together. Yeah. Uh, I think they have, like, this great chemistry, and, like, Cordelia's there with her sass, like... I love it when she's like, you don't change a guy. Scratch the, scratch the surface. What do you get? More, More surface. surface. <laughs> yeah. And like, Wesley is there, like, kind of the voice of reason. And yeah, I just, I, I really love their whole dynamic. Um, yeah. I know that obviously Doyle at this point is, is long on, but I always struggled a little bit with Doyle and I never felt that I kind of had an, a kind of particular attachment. I actually so, always really loved Doyle, so when Wesley came along, it was a bit of a hard sell for me at, at that point. Uh, now it's not, and I think that Wesley was better in the long run. Um, but I did really, really love Doyle, so I was really heartbroken first time around when I watched it, and then he wasn't there anymore. Uh, that was so... Speaking of Doyle, Doyle was obviously uh, of the Irish persuasion. So let's have a chat about David Boreanaz's uh, Irish accent in the, in the flashbacks. <laughs> let's not talk about that, but I did write... Oh, that's capital, a special beast. <laughs> I, I, I did write in capital letters, letters love fangang flashbacks, because I do. I really love it whenever we get, like, Angelus and Darla and Spike and Drusilla... Love it. Uh, I think their whole, I mean, honestly, at that point, I could have watched a whole spin-off show about the four of them, which would probably have been hard because it would have had to be a completely immoral show since they're evil vampires. <laughs> yeah. But I would have watched it because I love the four of them and their dynamic. And uh, what I did think about this time is what I always think about is that I love guys with long hair. David Boreanaz is not a guy who can pull off long hair. <laughs> he looks so bad in long hair. It is, it, don't. <laughs> to be honest, it probably doesn't help that it's quite clearly a wig. Yeah, uh, I will admit to that too, especially later on in a scene when he's running down an alley and it's just like his whole forehead has disappeared because the wig is so low <laughs> and you're just like, mm, yeah, this this looks terrible. Um, but what I was thinking about in this particular scene, because the first flashback we get with Angelus and Darla is obviously when she has brought him the gypsy girl who mm -hmm. he murders and then gets cursed for murdering. And I was yep. like, Darla specifically says that she has looked all over the place for the perfect one. So she hunted down this particular girl uh, because he has a thing for gypsies. So why wasn't she also cursed? Mm, well, she didn't. She didn't actually kill the girl, though, did she? She just brought the girl to him. She's just an accessory to the murder. She's not actually committing it. Yeah, but do people who curse somebody forever with a soul seem like the people who are like, oh, well, <laughs> she was an accessory to murder, so we should totally let her off the hook and go on and be evil. 
Because, I mean, she did play a very active part in it. Like, she hunted the girl, she got the girl, she watched the girl die. Uh, I do feel like, most likely, she participated in the murder. Um, I'm just saying, it just felt like the fact that she hunted her down kind of made it a little bit for me, like, a little bit less sense that Angelus is the only one that they wanted vengeance on. Because how would they even know, yeah. how would they even know that he murdered her since he didn't kidnap her? So arguably, they should have seen Darla kidnap her. It's not really pivotal for this episode. It just kind of made me go like, yeah, it makes no sense that only he got punished when she is clearly the one who hunted and brought him the girl. Uh, in my opinion. Yeah, it's it's just a shame that there are no evil lawyers around <laughs> to uh, assist us on this uh, this complicated legal issue. Uh, if only there was an evil law firm uh, who could provide some evil law advice. Uh, bet, if you know I, of one, <laughs> I bet eighteen uh, hundreds uh, Wilfred and Hart got Darla off. Yeah, paid the gypsies off, but they were like, "Go with the guy." <laughs> yeah. But yeah, to bring it back to this episode, we get this great scene at a club hell, I think it was called, where Faith dances to Living Dead Girl. Uh, and I think it's a great scene to kind of show the down spiraling of her mind. And also she looks hot when she dances. But yeah, yeah. backless, braless top. Yeah. <laughs> Those um. who can wear that, it's great. <laughs> um no, but I think it. Yeah, sorry. As I was just going to say that she's come to LA. She isn't really doing a very good job of being incognito, is she? I mean, she she really wants to be found. Yeah. Uh, and I'm she she steals the guy's wallet and his I, his apartment keys, so they'll know where she's staying. Well, you know, I think uh, that you know uh, she obviously doesn't seem to know yet that Angel is there because she's surprised when Lila and Lindsay men- mention Angel. Um, so I think that she's just kind of thinking that she can blend with the crowd in a big city, you know, like in, in, in Sunnydale, she obviously couldn't get away with crime, but LA is presumably a lot larger. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, I, but I'm, I'm always so annoyed during that scene because it's like she starts dancing with a guy and his, oh my God, this is so annoying, but he doesn't stop her. Like, no, he dances with her, and the girl is like, excuse me, that's my boyfriend, and he just keeps dancing with Faith until she elbows the girlfriend. Uh, and then and then he's like, don't do that to my girlfriend. It's like, what the... But I'm like, you were dancing with her. You were clearly, like, touching her and going like, hey, this is cool with me. <laughs> I was that. Yeah, that... It kind of always rubbed me up the wrong way. It's like, yeah, it's okay for... The boyfriend to dance with another woman but as soon as the other woman hits his girlfriend he's like hey what you doing to my girlfriend it's like no yeah i'm like you should probably dump that guy <laughs> yeah he's a jerk <laughs> but as so um as we all know i'm forever making this the fashion podcast and i think that because i remember i recognize the outfit that that girl is wearing and i'm pretty sure that prue uncharmed wore that outfit just fyi 
Uh, I didn't really make any note about what she was wearing because I was just too overly consumed with anger about her stupid ass boyfriend. <laughs> but yeah, after that, we get to see Lila and Lindsay. And I have to say, they make evil look good. I do have a question, though. Um, so how does Lila convince Faith to leave with her? Yeah, I, I always kind of assumed that she like, was flirting with her, like they were going to go back and have a have a tryst, you know? Um, well, I mean, she's obviously wearing office attire. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a strange woman comes up to you while you're in a club. I mean, bearing in mind, you've just beaten up most of the people in the club. Well, this and, is in a, this is another night, obviously, because Faith is in another outfit. Oh, I didn't notice a different outfit. I thought it was the same night. I noticed a different outfit because her top is flipping horrible. It's some kind oh. of snakeskin fake stuff going on. Awful. Oh, I didn't notice <laughs> that. But then I'm not the host of the fashion podcast, so uh, I, I wouldn't notice that. Well, I mean, <laughs> clearly Faith is like, oh, I'm going to rob this girl or this bitch probably in her head. Uh, so I'm guessing that Lila was kind of like, oh, well, come with me. And Faith was like, oh, well, she's probably a lesbian. I'm going to go with her and rob her. Because the first we see of them is like them walking out together. So we don't, mm-hmm. it is a little bit weird because you're like, why is she following her? But uh, yeah, I just assume that Lila would have seemed like an easy mark and that Faith would have just assumed that it was, uh, a flirtatious thing. Yeah, I suppose. I did quite like that when Faith threatens her, Lila is quite genuinely frightened. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can see in her face that she's a, she's not really sure what this person is capable of. So, yeah, that was quite nice because normally we don't see that with Lila. She's very cool and calm and collected and, and really like, at that point she's not. I did really like that and I also really like... Uh, I like Sadushku in these scenes because I feel like she does a very good job at doing Faith and she's doing a very good job here of being like, like Faith and doubt. Like you can basically see her turning more and more psychotic. Um, mm. and I think, like, cause I don't think that she's a super great actress. I just think that she's really amazing as Faith. And in these episodes, I do think that she does a hell of a good job because I feel like mm. Like, you can feel why Lila is afraid of her. Yeah, I mean, I put in my notes that I think that this, these two episodes specifically, I think is, you know, Eliza's best performance as this character. And I think that a show like Angel is really suited to a character like Faith. Yeah. Because Faith being that kind of dark, edgy slayer, you know, the rogue slayer, it kind of fits yeah. really well on Angel. Because it's also like like when she's brought to the uh, lawyer's office, like I don't think we would have gotten quite the same, like on Buffy, I don't think we would have gotten quite the same, you know, with her beating Lee up viciously. And then like Lila and Lindsay just standing there going like, yeah, we're going to be two for dinner. Uh <laughs> Just watching her, uh, I just feel like, yeah, she's much more suited for this show with, as this darker character, you know. I mean, to be fair, though, Lee really does have rubbish people to Yeah, him. he does. I mean, <laughs> Lila's not wrong. The, the guy literally couldn't charm his way out of a paper bag. <laughs> um, 
And another thing that I noticed... And I'm like, also, when you have, like, an uneducated, volatile, uh, super strength assassin or, you know, psychotic person in your office, is it really the best time to start, like, trotting out the big words she doesn't understand? Uh, (laughs) Like... Yeah, remuneration. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, you kind of had it coming. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Do you know what? I just noticed that um, before we started recording, I I mentioned to Taki that my notes for this episode are a bit scribbly and I can't actually decipher my note on the next line. (laughs) So I don't know what something about the effects for Angel catching. Oh, catching the arrow. arrow. I also wrote that. I love love first meet crossbow angel catch. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's because it looks like I've written catching fire arrow. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, what's a fire arrow? There are no fire arrows. Um, I put that it looked a bit ropey uh, <laughs> because it does look a bit ropey. But it's quite a cool sequence of events. So, you know, you've got the three of them, uh, you know, Angel, Cordy and Wesley. And then all of a sudden he turns around and, well, she shoots him and he turns around and catches him. I think and, it's uh, and... just nice to see those vampire reflexes, you know. <laughs> Which is, is, it's one of those things, because sometimes they play a bit fast and loose with the vampire lore, don't they? Like, sometimes a vampire can do something, and sometimes a vampire can't do something. Yeah. Sometimes a bad guy can run really fast, <coughs> and glory, <laughs> and sometimes they can't. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, because glory's perfect. But anyway, we're not, we're not talking about that. Um, so, not to yeah, mention I, that Angel is in a pretty well-lit, day-litted area, um and oh yeah okay it's inside <laughs> but it is very very bright and yeah i'm just saying you know sometimes he like flinches at the sunlight sometimes he does not uh so <laughs> yeah he, he definitely flinches when she's she's at angel investigations opening the blinds i mean he's clearly like yeah but he's still walking in the exact same amount of sunlight so he flinches yeah, for, like, no other reason than for us to remember that he's a vampire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is true. There is still natural light streaming into the room. And he's a little bit like, <sighs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, fast and loose. But, yeah, um, um, like, I think Cordelia has a lot of great lines in this episode. Um, but when she's, like, pretty lively coma, that's a pretty lame that's yeah. a pretty lame line because it's such like a commercial break line. Uh, pretty lively coma. Ooh, by the, I mean, it's so obvious that this is where a commercial break would go. Um, that it, lo- it looks kind of silly. It's a little bit cheesy. But I do love when they get back to Angel's office and he obviously calls Giles and whatnot. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I want you to make yourself scarce. And Wesley doesn't. And Cordelia is like, I like the plan when I'm scarce. <laughs> and she, like, stands up and he's like, to some number. <laughs> Do you know what? I didn't actually make any notes about Cordelia's lines at all. Uh, obviously, I know she was in it. I just think uh, that she provides a good, like, kind of fun, lighthearted balance. Like, they usually say she's the smile of the show. And I do feel like without her, it would be pretty bogged down. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, she definitely does bring the sort of light. But for me personally, it's not a focus. You know, I'm very focused on Faith and 
angel and they're locking a pool. You know what my um, focus was, especially in that scene at the office. It's it was Wesley and how he champions faith that angel is all upset and want vengeance because she hurt Buffy and Wesley is the voice of reason and he's like she's a very sick sick girl and he's like championing her and it's really heartbreaking because we obviously know that Wesley's going to get tortured uh, mm-hmm. so it's so particularly heartbreaking that he's the one arguing for her cause at this point um, and I just that it's just it's a great scene to watch but and it's obviously also kind of funny that they do reference his buffoonery in season three of Buffy <laughs> when he kind of uh, screwed Angel's uh, plans to rehabilitate Faith then already but yeah um, but I, I did have a question mm-hmm. because Wesley says something about why didn't Giles contact me I'm struggling to think why Giles would contact Wesley. Yeah, me too. I was like, uh, why? Why would you? Because he was kind of like, I'm. I was Faith's watcher, and I'm like, well, technically, you were Buffy's watcher too, and you were kind of at the same time not anybody's watcher because nobody was listening to you. So, and also, do they even know that you work with Angel now? Like, I guess they do. Yeah, exactly. Well, I. I mean, I don't. And also, I'm like, do they, I didn't think they did. I'm but. like, do they know how to get in contact with you? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, yeah, because he makes a big deal out of the fact that he was Faith's watcher, and but you know, he's not on the Watchers Council anymore. He, we know that he was fired essentially. So I don't see how Giles would think to contact Wesley because they didn't know that Faith was going to end up in LA. No. Faith didn't know that Angel would be in L.A. It's just a TV coincidence, uh, as all good TV shows have, is just coincidence. So, yeah, it's like, why would Giles contact Wesley? Yeah, that's I mean, a really good yeah. question. <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah, it just seems, it's, to me, these episodes are clearly, a, they're intended to be a crossover. Fans of Buffy will watch Angel and go, oh, yeah, Faith. And fans of Angel, who've never seen Buffy, will get that link and maybe go over to Buffy and see what Buffy's all about. So I think it was literally just, we need to name drop Giles. Yeah. So let's think about how we can name drop Giles. Oh, this is how. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it just seems a little bit contrived. Yeah. Really, yeah. Definitely. I did, however, not contrived, was the, <laughs> the excellent angel where he goes to Wolfram and Hart. <laughs> and and uh, he just needs to wear a suit, and nobody looks twice at him. I mean, some guy talks good. to him, but it's like, you wear a suit, you're a lawyer. <laughs> Everybody I mean, just... And he just says the opposite of everything that this guy is expecting him to say. And this guy is just, like, completely oblivious. Yes. <laughs> and it's... But I also like the fact that, like, he just walks into the building, he walks up to Lindsay's room and starts, like, going through stuff, and then Lindsay walks in, and he's all smug, and he's like, oh, well, you know, we immediately know when a vampire's in the building, and the police have been called, and security's on their way, so they're kind of like, oh, look, look how good our security is, and I'm like, no, it isn't, because he could literally just walk up to you and snap your neck and then walk out. Like, yeah. I'm not sure why he doesn't, because he's the hero of the show, I guess. But 
uh, he literally could just walk up, snap Lynn's neck in the same time it it takes for them to have this ridiculous conversation. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a really fun conversation. It and, is, and, but you know, those two actors—they always work really well together. They do, but um, uh, there's a really good chemistry there. The security uh, of the building is not great. <laughs> oh my god, it sucks so bad. So you've got one inept guard who turns up. And then Angel just leaves the building anyway. So where were all the other guards? Exactly. Like, he didn't fight off a hundred guards. He literally just... I would like to say (laughs) that in, like, the next scene, Phantom Dennis is a better guard as he closes the door when Cordelia tries to enter her apartment. His faith is in there. So Phantom Dennis, uh, better security. (laughs) I love Phantom Dennis. I think it's a stupid concept. Me too, but but I I love it. it's really fun. Um, So Phantom Dennis tries to stop her coming in. And she thinks it's because of Wesley, so she tells him, oh, no, it's just Wesley. And then he lets them in anyway. Yeah, which is kind and of And I'm thinking. like, why? If you, if Phantom Dennis knew that there was an intruder, why didn't he... Keep at try it. And, well, why didn't he try and lock Faith in a bathroom or something? Or, you know, I mean, it just seems... Well, I guess that maybe, maybe he just obeys Cordelia when she says something, you know, like... Maybe. Maybe if she says there's no issue, then there is no issue. Um, even though, you know, you've got a crazed psychopath in there. But, I mean, it's yeah. kind of funny, though, because that scene... Um, first of all, it's kind of funny to see Cordelia and Faith next to each other, because I'm not sure we've ever seen that before. And I was like, man, they're both tiny. <laughs> but um, it's kind of funny, because, like, these shows are obviously kind of super violent, but I always flinch when Faith elbows Cordelia in the face. Yeah, it's it's unnecessary violence. Yeah. I mean, obviously, no violence is particularly necessary. Um, but yeah, I I just always felt that she didn't need to do that to Cordelia because it is overtly violent. And she does end up with a shiner of a black eye and... A swollen cheek and which is a nice touch because um, not all shows go with that you know sometimes they just omit the the stuff but it's just funny because i don't react the same way when she like kicks wesley two seconds later um it's just like the elbowing cordelia right in the face that's just very upsetting <laughs> mm. well I, I i mean obviously you know uh in a couple of weeks we'll talk about the next episode but there's a scene in that episode where buffy is hit and that kind that always really shocks me, even though you know she essentially hits back. That's not you know because she's hitting a man and a man's hitting a woman. It's no, she doesn't hit back. Of, she hits first. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm just saying yeah. that it because it's it's a woman being. Well, hit. I don't punch one Buffy gets hit in the next episode. Oh, I did. But I think with Cordelia, it's that Cordelia is just a human, and ultimately yeah, she's true. a lot that's more true. like, say what you will about Cordelia. I mean, she is an innocent in a different way than, say, like, Buffy is, because Buffy is a slayer. Mm. Um, punchy, he punches yeah. her way through through life, you know? So it's just, yeah. it's and very startling Angel, with Cordelia, particularly. Yeah. Angel does mention that Buffy is actually stronger yeah. than he is as well, so... I suppose it is different, but it's, yeah, it's just, it's just one of those. 
But yeah, so then uh, Faith kidnaps Wesley and tortures him. Oh, God, it's horrible. And the most horrible thing about it is that she sits on his laps and licks her fingers and then runs her fingers over his wounds. Oh, And I'm like, that is not hygienic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, it's not particularly hygienic, but it's it's the fact that she seems to get pleasure out of it. Um, And again, like, she's really good here because she seems really psychotic like she looks crazy and the fact she goes through the list do you want blunt sharp hot cold or loud and i'm like none of the above (laughs) (laughs) any of it and also blunt seems worse than sharp does it though well i think i think blunt is supposed to hurt more than sharp yeah because also internal injuries are worse but i suppose it's like if you're cutting a vegetable or something it's easier and cleaner to cut with a sharp knife um the you know the knife goes through a lot easier and uh than it does with a blunt knife so naturally you would think that a blunt knife would cause more pain although when she says blunt i just assumed that she more meant like blunt objects like basically beating him with a hammer or her fists oh okay that's (laughs) Uh. like when we see faith sitting in a window with a bloody shard of glass. I mean, does it kind of seem like she's stalling? Like, like she doesn't really want to kill Wesley. She's just waiting for Angel to arrive. Absolutely. I absolutely think that she knows that Angel is here now and she is waiting to be taken. She knows that he knows that she's there. He knows where she is. She's just She's just biding her time. Because if she wanted to kill Wesley, she would kill him. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I do. Uh, so that's why I genuinely think that she's gone to L.A. And she's doing things to get noticed. And to she she wants to be caught. And I think all, everything that she's doing proves that she wants to be caught. You know, why would she attack Cordelia and essentially beat her up and then kidnap and torture wesley if she didn't want angel to yeah that's true that's true it's kind of like why wouldn't she just kill him if she really wanted to kill him yeah i know and i think that culminates at the end where she says i'm i'm bad i'm evil I do you kill me. really love the fight between her and angel in the apartment it's really it's really good. good but i'm like at one point she throws him across the room by using a lamp like, as a lever, and I'm like, how the hell did she do that? <laughs> like, she's strong, but the lamp fucking isn't. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's, uh, I think that that fight is a, it's it's a really good fight, and, like, they just wrecked that place, and it's, like, really, they shot it really well, too. Um, and obviously- it is really, really good. I do have a question, yeah. though. Uh, a vampire needs an invitation to come into yeah. someone's I was actually reading up about the episode and they talked about that or they mentioned that on different sites. And it's like, because they they say that it's maybe a continuity error because Cordelia clearly states that the guy who owns the apartment is still alive. So Angel obviously did not get an invitation from him. 
but it also mentions that Faith, at some point during the episode, and I can't remember exactly what she says, but that she's, uh, yeah, she says, like, I'm giving you an open invitation to fight me or to kill me, you know, and that that basically is, like, her, because she's squatting in the apartment, that's, like, her having given him an invitation to enter. It's a bit convoluted. <laughs> Yeah, that is a little bit convoluted, but I suppose that does explain in some way. Yeah. Anyway, the, I just want to say the Los Angeles Police Department, mm-hmm. they're stupid. <laughs> trying to get caught, right? So the cops know that this guy has been attacked and his wallet has been stolen and his ID and everything, his keys and everything. So why haven't the cops gone to his apartment? Well, maybe they did, but... Also, I'm like, is it really standard to go to someone? Like, do you assume that, um, like, a burglar or a mugger, rather, would squat in their apartment? It seems unlikely. It seems unlikely, but Faith wanted to be caught. So she did the most obvious thing that any... I mean, surely, if someone's been mugged and they know where the person lives and they've got the person's house keys... Surely you'd at least have, like, a cursory check of the property. I mean, I'm not in the police, so I, I just don't know, but maybe... <laughs> well, maybe they did. Maybe I'm maybe, just over Maybe thinking. she wasn't there yet. Maybe you're overthinking this. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. This is a show that um, can't even get the vampire lore straight. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, this is true. Also, only uh, $15,000 to kill angels. Yeah, that's very that's little. That's cheap. Considering this is Wolfram and Hart and they're, well, you know, they've got a lot of Considering money. it's Wolfram and Hart and also considering that Angel is a pretty big threat to them. Which also reminds yeah. me of the start of the episode when Angel walks in with the gang affiliate, affiliate or associate. Uh, definitely not the gang banger. Uh, when he <laughs> walks him into the courtroom, I'm like, can anybody just strut in like that? And like, because he like says something like, oh, yeah, he really is, except for all that murdering stuff, you know, like, talking to Wesley, and I'm like, shouldn't the judge be like, who the fuck are you, why are you here, and why are you interrupting the court proceedings? (laughs) Well, yeah, I don't think you could just randomly bring any witness into a a court (laughs) and just go, Your Honour, this is a random witness that we've managed to cajole into (laughs) speaking up. I assume that when you've got witnesses in court, they have to be, like, planned in... Well, I mean, I assume that that was the witness they were arguing about before Angel entered. I just think that Angel's entrance is kind of weird, and the fact that he, like, just makes this grand proclamation about what an asshole Lindsay's client is, and I'm like, this is America, right? Innocent until proven guilty. You shouldn't be able to just go, like, yeah, this guy is guilty, and I got the witness here to prove it, bitch! (laughs) (laughs) it's just weird but anyway the end of this episode is that great alley scene when they're fighting in the rain and faith has a breakdown that always kind of chokes me up a little because it's she's very very sad she's a very sad person at this point and just Mm. there's something so just pathetic when she's just like i'm evil i'm bad like please just kill me you know uh, but I did feel like, and like, then there's this great final scene where Wesley comes out with a knife and Angel is, yeah, Angel is hugging Faith and he just drops the knife. It's, it's 
very dramatic, yeah. and I feel like almost 90% of it is the rain. And I think that the rain is a, is a great mood setter, and I looked it up because it was written by a guy called Jim Cove, or Koof, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. And apparently he worked a lot with, like, movies and stuff. So he had written that that scene should have rain. But to my ear and the people who work on TV, they were like, yeah, that's not going to happen because it's too expensive, so we can't get rain. So that scene was supposed to be shot without rain, but then just by happenstance, Los Angeles actually got, like, torrential rain that night. Um, So, yeah. That's, that's pretty, pretty cool. cool, and I'm yeah. like, because I feel like that scene would not have been the same without the rain pouring down. The the rain in an alleyway scene, it it becomes a, the pinnacle kind of shot for a lot of the dramatic future uh, scenes on yeah. Angel. Birth of Baby Connor in a rain, in a, a rain, in an alley, <laughs> even, in an alley when it's raining, and then um, also... Uh, the final scene in Not Fade Away. Yeah, that's true. Uh, which is also an alleyway where it's, you know, torrential rain. So I really like that. I like that they... I don't know whether that was intentional uh, to kind of carry that visionary style of the kind of dark, darkly lit alleyway with just torrential rain and for these kind of dramatic moments. But it really works. It, it really does. And it looks... Yeah, it looks great. And it fits so well with this show. As does Faith. I mean, the... I want to talk about it more when we do the next episode. Uh, Let's talk about it I, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just think that she fits into this show. and She does, because I she's really, a lot grittier than most. Because the thing is, like, when she's introduced to Buffy, she's, like, immediately kind of a bad fit. Because she yeah. is not... I mean, Buffy is supposed to be this happy, bubbly valley girl, so she fits into this small town, Sunnydale, like, she, I mean, all things considered, Buffy is pretty wholesome as a person. Like, I think somebody on the board says, I think it was Tribell who said that she always considered Buffy pretty conservative, like, as a person, and I think that's pretty true. Buffy is a pretty wholesome, conservative person. Uh, and Faith is definitely not. You can see, like, from the second she enters the scene that she's a very jarring contrast to Buffy because she has been through stuff, kind of, uh, yeah. that are not so great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely the you know Buffy is the light and and Faith is the dark and 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 the same can be said about the shows as well. I mean, Angel does have its lighter moments, but on the whole, it is a, a much darker, a bit more gritty, like you said, and and a bit more adult. Not in like a a blue way. <laughs> but, <laughs> not, <laughs> we're not talking about the, uh, the the porno version of Angel here. That's something completely different. That's what fan um, fiction is for. <laughs> and uh, you know the counterpart, you know Buffy the Vampire Layer, uh, which always makes me laugh on that episode of Friends um, where Phoebe's sister yeah. is playing Phoebe in Buffet the Vampire Layer. It just it always makes me laugh. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's it's always been a a, a bit of a different show, um, and I think that that works for it in so many ways. Because I think if it if Angel was in a similar kind of tone and style to Buffy, um, I I really don't think it would have the fans. No, I think it would be kind of um, ridiculous. It wouldn't work. 
I wouldn't have lasted. I don't think so either. But yeah, I think the face fits the theme of the show much better. Oh, it it makes me kind of sad, really, because I personally would have really liked Faith in Angel, the show. (laughs) (laughs) Just to make that perfectly clear. (laughs) Nice clarification. Uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah, I I would have liked to have seen her as a regular character. Well, I I think that... uh... I think that she has a pretty good, like, stuff on Angel. But I do think that when she enters Angel again in season four, I definitely wish we could have had more of her on Angel. Because we only get two episodes then as well. And at that point, I really felt like she also contributed to a lot. But it would have been nice, technically, even now. I mean, obviously, she has to go to prison and whatnot, but... It wouldn't have been bad to have her as, like, the second female cast member. Because um, I think she would have also had, like, a nice, weird contrast to Cordelia. Because Cordelia is also yeah. very Sunnydale. So I think that it would have been nice. Because, like, later we get Fred. But Fred is also, like, this very bubbly, sweet, innocent girl. Um, so I think it would have been nice to have to have Faith, like, a little bit more, maybe. To have that more kind of... Like a, a bit more like rough girl, kind of I guess. Um, yeah. Although I'm um, picky, I would have been yeah. happy if Gwen Raiden would have gotten to be more in the show and fill that part. But I guess uh, it's all bubbly girls for for this show. <laughs> yeah, and I suppose you can understand why because Angel is supposed to be such a tormented soul. Yeah, and, and then like Wesley, you can't have. Too many tormented No, I mean, then Wesley doesn't turn out to be the most lighthearted person either. So <laughs> I, I guess that, yeah, the girls do have to counterbalance the darkness of the men, but still. But, I mean, overall, I think this is a really fantastic episode. I think this is a great episode, uh, and I was surprised that it was written by somebody, like, whose name wasn't familiar to me. Like, um, Oh, who was it written like by? Like I said, it was Jim Oh, you said earlier I was ignoring you. How, <laughs> I, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, it, did he also write Sanctuary? No, he did not. Let's oh. get into that next episode. <laughs> okay, we will. Um, so, yeah, I I really liked it. I think Eliza is better as Faith in Angel yeah. than she is in Buffy. Uh, uh, but that's only because I think she really... Well, I think show. that she's great as uh, Faith on Buffy, but I think that she... I mean, for some reason, she really excelled at playing, like, a deteriorating psyche. <laughs> uh, I think that she was really good at, at, at being Faith in these episodes and just, like, get, getting across how volatile and how dangerous mm. she was. I think that she was a very credible yeah. threat. Uh, yeah, I think she was a credible threat. But I think at the end, you know, she she brings across that vulnerability and just sheer desperation that she really does want, I think, to Yeah, and I feel that, that kind of came across earlier, too, when she visited his office and she, like, throws him a gun and, like, then later she shoots him. But, like, her whole conversation there with him where she's like, oh, come on, lover, take this ride with me or something. Everything about it is just 
really like sad and pathetic and yeah. you just kind of yeah really get the sense that she is just like this lost little girl who has literally no one to turn to and is just like flailing trying to get someone's attention uh and then yeah like basically trying to get angel to kill her um yeah it's just yeah yeah she does a good job she does a really good job uh yeah i i don't really have any other particular notes other than um eliza's stunt double (laughs) is so much bigger than she is like you can you can tell the stunt double the 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 lady is obviously she's not a particularly large lady but she's obviously quite muscular and you can just tell it's not yeah it's really funny i know Uh, like in some scenes you're just like yeah this this looks almost like it's a man when you compare to just a life that was like super tiny uh i do feel bad for stunt people because obviously these actresses are really tiny so you can't be that muscular and i mean you have to be bigger than them because it's almost physically physically impossible to be as small as they are (laughs) yeah yeah it's just like it doesn't it doesn't put me off watching the episodes it's just something that i always tend to notice and i notice it a lot on like the later season of buffy as well because sarah michelle geller is is also so you know what at least it's not becoming part two receding hairline guy playing <laughs> Angelus very obviously not Angelus during that very awesome sword fight love the sword fight but maybe put a wig, wig on that guy <laughs> as as our queen Beyonce once said if you like it then you should have put exactly. a wig on it <laughs> uh, yeah um I I don't think we need to add anything now that we've managed to get Beyonce in yeah. the podcast. I, I think, think that we should just I sing us out with If you like it, June, then you should have put a wig on it. If you like it, then you should have put a wig on it. <laughs> uh, okay. Um I'm I'm not gonna sing because obviously my singing voice is so amazing <laughs> that uh I I fear that I would literally put Beyonce to shame. Um, you know, so uh, I don't think it's fair to 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 do that to her. Um, but yeah, I guess we're done. Uh, guess we're done. So uh, yeah, this this has been once more. And we you can find us on Twitter and Instagram and Buffy Boards <laughs> and, and, and Buffy Boards and Tumblr. Literally, pretty much everywhere on the internet, we now have some sort of presence. not Snapchat. Um, not Snapchat, no, because Snapchat's on its way out. So, so I've been told by the youth. Oh, good, because I don't um, even know what Snapchat a, entirely is yet. So, <laughs> oh, it's like Instagram Stories, but not Instagram. Oh, well, I don't like Instagram Stories, so. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, um, yeah. So that's how it was described to me by a member of the group <laughs> was uh it was snapchat is like instagram stories but instagram stories are better mm. so um we don't do instagram stories on the podcast but we we do do instagram so we're we're, we're trying to kind of spread a bit like a virus throughout <laughs> 
the social networking system. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Just, you know, trying to uh, spread our uh, venereal disease (laughs) throughout the... uh, We should probably end right here, because I feel feel like we've gone on too long anyway. (laughs) Uh, Bye! Yeah. (laughs) Bye. Lord.